And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome back to Red Side of the Trent. This is your preview for the Fulham fixture as the Reds head to Craven Cottage to visit a familiar foe. I'm joined by Connor Moss as he joined us earlier in the season. Connor, welcome back. Are you well? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. No problem. I thought the chat we had last time was quite intriguing and obviously at a different point of the season and and obviously we've we kind of went in opposite directions after we capitulated against you earlier in the season you guys seem to be challenging for europe as we are challenging to catch up liverpool and chelsea in mid table <laughs> it seems um how would you rate your season so far is it, do you think you've overperformed as well um, not really you quite quite you quite it's, it's, di- it's difficult like is would 100% take <laughs> taking this before like the season started be i think i'd I'd call someone alive. They said that we were going to do this well, but um, uh, it's hard. I think we've overperformed with our squad, but I think if you if you watch us regularly, I think you could make an argument we've underperformed a little bit because mm. we conceded last minute winners to Newcastle, to United, to City, to like Arsenal basically, and then lost two one away at Spurs, and then kind of quite a few of them mean games that we've been involved in, um, and done done quite well, not kind of sitting back and trying to defend for our lives. So I think I'd say we, we're on about a path where our performances are, but I think if we want to try and kick on and do better, we've got to start doing a little bit better against the the so-called big boys. I mean, I don't think you've lost a game by more than a goal this season, have you? That I can remember, uh, at least, anyway. We've lost two by more than a goal. One was Newcastle, where... It was straight after you, actually. Yeah, um, they, 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 they pummeled you. That's when they was in like a bit of a yeah. hot streak, though, weren't they? Yeah, we, we were missing Paulinho, and then we brought in Nat Chalabar, and his first start of the season, he goes and crunches a uh, long staff and gets sent <laughs> off in the end of the minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that but... one, that one was a bit of a. That's the only. That's the, genuinely 
me fine. And maybe Spurs away, you could argue, are the only times where I genuinely think a team have actually been better than us. And I've walked away and said, like, we 100% deserve to lose that. Hmm. I mean, recent form, you've won four of your last seven, but you're only dropping points to... Newcastle and Spurs and and somehow Chelsea away because I watched you guys against them when you was at Craven Cottage on a, I think it was it a Thursday night randomly but I thought you looked yeah, really yeah. really I thought you looked really really good obviously Jao Felix getting sent off in his first game after and then Chelsea spent another three hundred million pounds or whatever it was to only draw against you at Stamford Bridge which is pretty impressive from, from their part. Um, how would, how would you rate your your January transfer market? Obviously, I, I saw you tweeting a lot about different players from all sorts of walks of the world. Um, do you think yeah, you could, uh, do, you think, do you wish you did did a little bit better? Uh, yes and no. Like it's difficult because we actually didn't spend that much in the summer, and it's mm-hmm. kind of because like of FFP reasons is what like everyone's kind of speculating. So we kind of didn't really have the money, um, but. From what you hear, like, well, we brought in Cedric on, I think is quite smart because he's a player who worked with Silva uh, when he was at Sporting. He knows him well. I think he wouldn't, like, he's going to be a backup and I think Silva wouldn't bring him in if he wasn't kind of the right person. Yeah. Um, And then secondly, you've got Sasha Lukic, who's a Serbian international, uh, 26. And, like, as I was tweeting and you saw, as much as Harrison Reid has done a good job this season... We do lack a little bit of creativity going through like the middle of the pitch. Yeah. Um, Pereira's amazing from dead balls, but I think if you asked a lot of Fulham fans, I think you kind of say if we do want to go to that next level, Harrison Reed and Andres Pereira are two players that probably need to be sitting on the bench rather than starting. So it's been smart business. It's not been amazing business, I don't think, unless Sasha Luka comes in and is like a really good player, then I think we probably could have, we probably should have aimed higher, but I'm not sure we could have done that with our financial situations. And if everything's to be believed, we've got between 100 and 150 million, if not more, um, next summer. And that will be quite an interesting thing to do. Because we've yeah. been smart when we haven't spent much money, mm. but when we've spent a lot of money, we've been absolutely disastrous. So, Yeah. I think like last time we spoke, um, when when it was like closer in the summer, I said that we'd obliterated doing a Fulham, and we <laughs> definitely obliterated that after January signing twenty nine or thirty players. I I can never remember, but I actually think Fulham didn't really need to spend too much to do well in the Premier League because I thought the style of play suited already the Premier League, and then someone I want to talk to you about in Jao Paulina because I think he's phenomenal. Um I got some stats as you as you you'll greatly appreciate. So he's made four point seven tackles per game, one point three interceptions per game, one point nine clearances, got a pass succession of eighty two percent, which is pretty, pretty good. How how good is he to watch every week and realistically how long can you keep him for before I don't know. I'm pretty sure someone would offer stupid money for him because he's he is that good. I think. Uh, to watch him every week is just genuinely a joke. Like it's it's genuinely hilarious. Like for anyone going to the game, I'm I'm sure you won't want to do it, but you'll just see him like just walking around the pitch, and you know he's just about to go in, like just crunch someone or wait someone, <laughs> and you're kind of sitting there just like waiting out of anticipation. Like sometimes it's genuinely more entertaining than us moving the ball forward. Um. But yeah, no, he's 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 unreal. Like genuinely, like 
every Fulham fan is kind of sitting there wondering. And I said to you at the time, like I thought he was signing the season. And everyone's wondering, A, how we got him, and two, how we got him for 17 to 20 million, depending on what you read. Um, Yeah, like genuinely, I think on the ball, he's not amazing. But for me, I'd still say he's world class. I think you kind of stick him in a team that does have really, really good players around him. And I think he would he would elevate any sort of team. And I think he's someone Liverpool would need. Um, we're not the best of mates with Liverpool, considering what they did with Harvey Elliott and Fabio Carvalho. So I'd like to think that we'd extra we'd add an extra ten to twenty million on top of anything they want to try and try and give us. Um, as for keeping him, it's hard because he signed a six year deal uh, um, in the summer. He's twenty seven. I think he's turning twenty eight at some point. Um, towards the end of the season. Um, and I think it's quite, it depends, because I think if you're looking at it as a fan, it's a really exciting time for Fulham, because we can, if we say we finish, even worst case scenario, like 10th position, and we've got that money to go and spend, and we go and spend it the same way we have, like last summer in terms of getting that calibre of player and getting everything we need. I don't see why we couldn't, go and push for Europe within the next couple of years. And I'm not saying, like, break the top six, because I don't think that's going to happen, especially with Newcastle. But I do think we could go and compete with Brighton and maybe overtake them just with a little bit more spending power and keeping silver. So I'd like to say we'll keep him at least for next season, I think. Mm. And then maybe people might be put off by his age and how much we'd want and stuff, and he stays for a bit. But as you said, if someone comes and puts in an £80 million bid, which I think is the amount we'd have to get to to be able to sell him. Um, then who knows what happens. Yeah, it's too good to turn down. And plus the reinvestment, especially if you can find a player in a similar ilk that's younger for, for, the, for the same amount, then you, you're laughing really, aren't you? I mean, you look at like teams like Brighton and Brentford and they're finding gems from all, all crevices of the world and then selling them on for big money. I know Brentford haven't done that for a little while, but Brighton are certainly doing that. So and they're the kind of the teams that you might be looking at competing with for conference league europa league kind of spots which <laughs> the pre- this premier league is going to be men- it's like i, I do- there's going to be so many teams battling for so many different things they don't got enough competitions for everyone have they that's that's the problem like people have to start taking the league cup a bit more serious <laughs> i guess um <laughs> honestly yeah it's it's absolutely amazing i mean you've we, I, I want to talk to you about this spreadsheet you've sent me anyway because yeah. There's, there's, there are stats nerds in in the world that that will love this. I mean, it's quite hard. To, I, I will say, I'll put it on like on Twitter and stuff after this goes out. But you've kind of like done a bit of a prediction of like the other fourteen or thirteen teams, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's, I, I did it for fantasy reasons and also to kind of see like. Are you winning your fantasy league? No, I'm doing terribly. <laughs> I'm doing <absolutely> terribly. <laughs> I get a bit. I get a bit stubborn with it. Like if if I've if I've backed a player and sent it into the group chat, well, I've got this guy in. He's going to do well. I've got to stick by him for at least a month. Um. So yeah, no, I'm not doing well at all. But I um, I want you to explain this anyway for for us when when I put it out there, and I can put a little yeah, description with it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So it just um, it's just basically kind of tracking each team's fixtures um, and performance generally of how you do. And it's kind of like, 
I had I had us at the start of the season and obviously the World Cup break allowed me to kind of reset it. But at the start of the season, it was kind of us, you guys. I think it was Leeds, Everton, Southampton, Bournemouth, uh, kind of all just trapped on for 36 points and seeing how everyone's doing relative to fixtures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few teams have changed. Uh, well, we've, we've moved like up to try and push for like top half and it's kind of tracking to see how you're doing it and if you're overperforming or underperforming or if you've had hard fixtures or easy fixtures, it just kind of gives you a better idea of of where you are in the season sort of thing. Yeah. Which is kind of why I think over the last, like over the last couple weeks, obviously you've had some like amazing results because you've been beating the guys around you. And that's kind of like the mantra of it, like especially with that is each kind of game against another like quote unquote relegation rival is a six pointer. And if you keep winning them, then you're taking points off them. Yeah. And you're kind of pushing yourself closer and closer to staying up. Definitely. I mean, just taking your taking statistics out of it, Connor. I mean, I got asked this yesterday on our pod, and it was really difficult to to answer, to be honest. But who do you think your three teams that are going to get relegated? Um, uh, I think Bournemouth are down. I think I think they I think they just I think Gary O'Neill hasn't got enough to keep them up. Southampton, I really struggle with because. Like the way I think about it sometimes is what team do I want to go down to benefit Fulham? (laughs) And Southampton is 100% one of them because I think they've got like six or seven players that you look at and you say, yeah, like 100%, I'd go and try and get them. Um, Like your Salisuj, your Bella Ketchops, your Labias, your Liveramentos, your Walker Peters, your James Ward Prowses. Like they've got quite a few good players in there. Granted, going forward, they're not good, but they spent a lot of money. Um, so they're one I could see turning it round, but I think, I think Nathan Jones... Well, I actually think tactically he's not a terrible manager. I just think he's a bit of a knob. And I think, like, <laughs> I think that's an understatement. <laughs> so I think he's just going to do... like A bit like Parker did with Bournemouth. I think he's just going to destroy the dressing room a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I think them. And then... Like my brain, like I've watched you. I'm not. I haven't watched you loads. I've watched you a couple of games um, yeah. since the World Cup, and like I've, I've I've said to you, I think you've been really smart. I think Cooper's like deserves credit here because I think you went you started the season, which like a lot of teams do, and I think maybe a little bit naively, mm. you went in and said we're going to play awful, and. You've shored it up, you've stopped conceding goals and you've been able to nick a few games 1-0 and you've got yourself out of danger. And I think if you get that mentality now of like, okay, we belong, we're doing well, the confidence is up, I think you'll be absolutely fine. Um, And I think you need, I think the next step is to maybe go and be a bit more attacking, control a few more games and and that kind of thing, especially with like, you've got Everton and Southampton um, at home. Yeah. Which I think you'll win because at home you've been really, really good. I mean, I think um, against Leeds was probably the shittest game I've ever seen that we've won, which is nice to do, obviously. Mm. And even Cooper come out and said that we were we were really bad. Like he didn't he didn't beat around the bush about it, and he always and he kept saying like we can be better, like we can be way better. And it's really nice to have a manager like that. And I'm sure Marco Silva is probably in a similar ilk because he's a 
a winning sort of guy. He's been at most clubs where he's done quite well, I'd say. The last yeah. spot is is my is my dilemma, and I think you're having the same thing because Everton aside got Deitch, it yeah. makes up a massive problem. So one of my mates kind of maybe put put Leeds in there because they don't have the experience. They've bought players that are all like in their twenties and never have played in the league before, and have all got really good potential. But they're in this dogfight now. Can they? They 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 they're playing well and not winning. So if they're not, if they like start being more solid and they don't win, it's like a double. It's just like we lose, lose, isn't it? Yeah, like I, I look at Leeds and it's kind of like it reminds me of like a ten-year-old on like football manager. Like they just go and buy like more and more players, like forward players every single year, and they've still got a, like quite a terrible defense. So I think that will cause them a lot of problems. I've, I've said for months. I thought whoever went and got Daesh, like I thought up until the Villa game, I thought that. Daesh would have gone to you. Um, after that Leicester game, I thought Cooper was one or two bad results away from it. And I thought, that's why I thought you guys would... I thought you were kind of in risky, but I thought you'd stay up. And it was kind mm. of, for me, whoever gets Daesh gives themselves an extra chance. The one team I wouldn't rule out, I think Wolves and Leicester are looking quite impressive now. Yeah. I really like the Tete from Leicester. He was someone we've been linked with last summer. Yeah, and um, I think Lopetegui is a good manager. And Wolves have got good yeah. players. They just weren't scoring goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, like, well, hopefully £50 million on Cunha. Like, you'd imagine that's <laughs> got to at least be a couple. Um, <laughs> but I think West Ham, I wouldn't rule West Ham out of it. I really wouldn't. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just a break in play to give a plug to my business. This is Reese off the pod. I have my own courier business, RL Delivery Service. I do local and GB deliveries. Good rates, fully insured. So give me a message on it's RL Deliveries on Twitter. You can find it in my bio, which is um, Reese, spell R-E-I-S-S-N-F-F-C. Or I'm also on Facebook at RL Delivery Service. So if you do need anything moving, give me a message and I'd be more than happy to help. Yeah, it's, it's such an interesting one. I think I think you are I, I agree with you about the Deitch thing of if if Cooper was gonna go, then Deitch would have been probably the man, whether fans accepted that or not. But I just think he's he's like the new Sam Allardyce, but I think he's got a bit more about him than people give him credit for. No, hundred percent. I thought Burnley, like actually every now and then when I watched them, they actually could play decent football, but they didn't have the money to like make it any more expansive than what it was, and Dyche just played to the strength. So I, I watched Everton v Arsenal, and it was a completely different style of play in terms of they were just overpowering Arsenal in the middle of midfield. Like uh, that, Onana's a bit of a 
a handful, of, I think. It's going to be an interesting game when they come to, to the city ground. Uh, just going back to Fulham, Connor, what, what are mm. your realistic expectations for the rest of the season? I know I've seen you so many times wanting to break into that European those European spots, but it's going to be a hell of a push with Brighton, Chelsea probably. They should make some sort of comeback with how much money they've spent. Liverpool, you'd think. Uh, and then obviously Newcastle are in there, Spurs are in there. It's, there's so many decent teams in, in amongst that chat. Yeah. Where, where do you realistically see yourselves maybe coming up a little bit short or, or do you think you'll get in? I think I think we'll come up short. It's, it's weird thing for us as well because I'm, I'm not sure oh yeah no it was um so Mitro after the game against Juve at the international break mm. and he basically had Lindelof like just completely destroy his ankle um and he's been playing like it's it's hard to tell he's been he hasn't been playing fully fit he didn't train from that international break until the end of the season and then obviously, uh, sorry, until the end of the World Cup break. And obviously went and then played in the World Cup for Serbia. And it was kind of like really touch and go with how injured he is. Um, and it's kind of hard to tell. He hasn't been at his best. So if Mitro, if Mitro can get back to his best and play how he did up until that international break, where for me, like he was, again, I don't want to say he was world-class, but his performance he was putting in against like Liverpool the first game of the season, I think if anyone watched that, he was playing like that pretty much every week. And he was just an absolute beast and a handful and working hard. So I think we could push on. I think anything lower than 12th, I'd be disappointed with um, from a good start. Um, I think Brighton are a better team than us, 100%. I don't think Liverpool are. I think they've got better players. But watching them recently, I think they just have no idea what they're doing anymore. And I think Klopp's confused himself. Um Chelsea, yeah, like they they've signed people. Jao Felix is really good. It's just to see how they click. Um, and then Brentford, I think we're around the same level, but I'm gonna say we're better than Brentford. But yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd say top half, I'm happy, and I think like even at twelfth, it'd be a really good season. But top half, I'm happy if we can get to FA Cup semi, which we've got the replay against Sunderland tomorrow, um, and finish top top half then I'd love that if we can get seventh and go to the conference league and kind of going around like Slovakia and Slovenia on on Thursday nights then I think I'd be very happy for that <laughs> we all want that no one wants Champions League going into like Paris or Madrid we want to go to all the crazy Eastern European places where there's a chance of murder or something I think that's what people yeah. prefer it's like what you said about Paulina you enjoy the tackles a bit more than the than the flashy forward play like I, I quite like when I don't know there's some shithousery going on like Jack Colback falling over the touch of a, a hand on his back I, I, I just <laughs> like that the dark arts are more enjoyable I think in, in English football to be honest but going into our game obviously you we, we're looking to kind of get revenge on you for the for the free two where we had a seven minute collapse and I mean Jao Pailinha scored probably one of the best goals against us this season. I mean there was a number of them at the start. It kind of not happened as as frequent as they were at the start. But what are your thoughts mm. going into that game? You you are I'd say you guys are favourites for sure because of the style of football you've been playing. You're the home side and you've been pretty good at Craven Cottage as far as I'm aware. So what are your thoughts on on the game? Um I think like 
looking at our fixtures coming up, I think it is a bit of a must win because we've got after you, we've got like Brighton, Wolves, Brentford, Arsenal, Liverpool. So this is the one game where you go in and say, yeah, like maybe Wolves as well, but you say like we should be winning it. Um, I think I think you're a bit of a dangerous side to play at the moment, and like I want to give this comparison. But I don't want it to be come across as like offensive as 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 it's gonna be. But um, <laughs> you reminded me a little bit of like when we had Parker and we went on like a really good run of of I think we won like five games in eight or something like that. Yeah. Um, around like the January side, and you're kind of a very solid solid side defensively, and you've got those players like we had Lookman. You've kind of got Brennan Johnson now who's come into his own. I think he's matured and got used to the pace of the Premier League and, and that kind of thing. Mm. So I think you are a side who can soak up pressure and then use like your pace to go and to go and nick a goal. And we've seen against like um Southampton and against Leeds, once you do have that goal and you do defend, you are very, very solid. Yeah. And while I think we're better than them, we have a, on occasion struggled to break down and get a get a goal against um kind of sides like Everton, like your Southamptons, like they have given us a really tough game by just giving us the ball and letting us see what we can do with it. Yeah. So I don't think this is a guaranteed win by any stretch of the imagination. But I think I think we should I think we should win. But then also we're playing tomorrow night and Silver's very heavy on the FA Cup and has talked a lot about how he used to watch it as a kid, like the kind of standard manager spiel. Um <laughs> So we could be quite tired from that. And if you want to outfight us and outwork us, it will be difficult, but you might just have us in the last 20 minutes. So it's it's really hard to say at the moment. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the FA Cup because we said about you guys heading up to Sunderland for the replay, I believe it is, isn't it? So it's a long journey to go midweek. Obviously, some of your players will be used to that from playing in the championship, but then like they're, they're doing well in the championship and we'll be looking to beat you and give you a good scrap there. And then obviously... Is coming to sit uh, 10 men behind the ball or whatever we might do to, to piss you off as well. So it's gonna it's, it's an interesting one. What um what sort of team do you think you'll put up or is it kind of dependent on injuries and maybe how you get on against Sunderland tomorrow? Uh I'd say it depends on how we get on against Sunderland. Um like there's a weird rule, like because we didn't have any of our January signings registered by the Sunderland game. None of them can play in the Sunderland game. Right. So we might see a debut for it, maybe, but I doubt it because Silver's quite kind of regimented on on who he plays. The only change I could genuinely see um, from the Chelsea game is uh, Manuel Solomon, who yeah. was um, the winger from Shakhtar, uh, who's looked quite lively when he's when he's come on and played. But he's kind of been he had like that big six month injury and it's been kind of slowly like phase back into the team had a start in Sunderland well last weekend but the weekend before so I'd say he earned himself a start depending on how he plays tomorrow um I'd say I'd say that's the only real change that I would bank on and maybe maybe Sasha Lukic to to start depending how Reed gets on featuring a little bit against Chelsea yeah if you if there's no if there's no like qualms from from Wednesday, do you, would you go? Would it be more like Leno, Tete, 
Tim Ream. Who, who's been playing with Tim Ream? Diar Because I don't think I think you've uh, said about Teres and Adarabaya leaving. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I thought he was quite good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he, I'm wrong. He is good. No, he is good, but Issa Diop's. Like, it's weird. I think Tossin's like the better footballer, but Issa Diop's the better defender. Mm. Um, but Silva's kind of changed it, um, like kind of quite randomly. So against like Issa Diop started most of the games. Um, after said say like October maybe. Um, but then like Tossin's coming against Leeds and Leicester, and it's kind of Fulham fans are trying to figure out: is it just because he's a better passer of the ball, or is it because he's quicker? So I think that could be a change, but I think defensively we've been quite solid over the last month or so. So I don't necessarily know if he'd be willing to to kind of chop and change that um that centre back pairing, but that is definitely a change that is possible. Yeah, but I personally wouldn't have, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, then I'd expect Anthony Robinson left back, Re uh, Harrison Reed, Paulinho in centre mid, Pereira just in front, Willian, Decodiva Reed, Mitro up top. But does that sound about right, or is, or am I missing, yeah. am I missing someone? <laughs> no, no, no. That's 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 exactly it. Um, yeah. that's that's the team I would expect. I just, I just got a question on Willian actually, because obviously he's like someone that you brought in as as like the Premier League man who's been there and done it and I, I don't even know how old he is because he doesn't look like he's aged that much since he played for Chelsea but how has he been for you this season has he been quite a valuable member of your team would you say he's been unbelievable this season like mm. gen I was like one of the most ardent do not bring Willian into the club kind of <laughs> people um just because I think you look at art like you look at his time at Arsenal he put on weight didn't really seem bothered and that's a team that were pushing for the Champions League so I kind of thought how much is he going to care about a relegation fight? Um, but now he's been he's been absolutely unbelievable. He's been twisting fullbacks inside out. Um, he works really hard. Is he's thirty three or thirty four? So the age is a little bit of a factor. Uh, we've got good wing depth, so we've got like Wilson, Solomon, Dan James, who can kind of come off the bench. So I think we'll start to see him brought off at sixty to seventy minutes. But I'd say. He's probably the most skillful player we have, and he's kind of showing it every week. I think there's something nuts like he's got the most like non penalty, oh, not non penalty, non set piece chance created in like the other fourteen table behind like I think maybe just behind Madison. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's been he's been absolutely unbelievable, and like I think he probably will stay for at least another year and then see what happens after that. But he's someone I would probably watch out for. He plays on the left, and I know Oreo uh, has been quite good. Like I've seen from what you said, and a few Forest fans have said, but I think he will give him a hard time. Yeah, I mean, Oreo didn't start against Leeds on Sunday. We played Nico Williams at right back, and it was a bit of a disaster class, to be honest. And Oreo came on at half time. Nico Williams still stayed on and got moved to left midfield, weirdly, but it actually worked. But Oreo just dealt with Nonto so so well. He just like would guide him out of guide him out of play and just shit out him and annoy him, I think. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting battle to experienced players out on the left wing there. I, I don't think I could really tell you too much about what Forrest will play, in, apart from maybe the back five, because we changed it to play against Leeds a little bit to go a bit more, like, two for nail against them. So, God knows what's going to happen there. And up front, I would probably play Gibbs, White, Johnson and Surridge. I wouldn't play Chris Wood. I think Chris Wood just doesn't suit us how we play, so... Yeah, that midfield battle will be interesting, obviously, with yeah. Alina Reed and Pereira against probably Froiler. I'd say Froiler, Danilo and 
I've well maybe Mangala or Scarpa or, or God knows who. I don't even sure to be honest. <laughs> we've got two. We've got that many players to choose from. We'll be we'll be all right. I think so. Sure. Um, can I get a score prediction off you, Connor? Uh, I'm gonna go for a hard four two nil. I think. Right. Any goal but scorers? The, I think Mitro's had a bit of a cold. Well, by his standards, he had a cold spell. He hasn't scored in his last three um, plus that weird penalty at Newcastle so I think um, I think Mitro's due a goal um, and then I think I think we'll just score a set piece like we're the, we're the best in the league for it um, and we're like one thing I will say is we're, we're a side that if we don't score in the first half we kind of struggle to push on really that much mm, yeah so I'm saying that the reason I'm saying a 2 0 is I reckon one one early, one late, and it's kind of a tough game in between then. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'd 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 go for that Metro goal and then maybe a it's a D up header. Right. Tosin scored the last time, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, the three of us put draws, including myself, and one person said one nil Phillips in Canagle. So make that of what you will. So yeah, um, I mean, I I take that result. I mean, we've been we've I think we've been all right at, at you at Craven Cottage in recent years, if I remember right. We've won quite a few games there in the last few. Yeah. So, so maybe we're a bit of a bogey side when it comes to you to us going to you and obviously yourselves coming to us because I think you seem to beat us more often than not recently. So no, if it's going to be a good game, it'll be interesting. Obviously, we hope to carry on in our mid-table charge and you guys in your European charge. So it'll be a good one, yeah. but. Thanks for joining us again, Connor, and uh, obviously showing us the stats sheet that you you've made. No problem. Thank you for thank you for having me. No problem. Take care. See you soon. See you. Bye bye. Just a quick one as well from all of us on this podcast. This is something that we all share, and it's something that myself and I'm sure the other guys have noticed as well. Is that a lot of people, especially Forest fans, as that's what mostly I do have on my Twitter. Um, seeming to struggle a little bit with their mental health at the minute. You know, if you are struggling, um, by all means, message the pod and one of us will reply to you or message somebody on Twitter, you know, use the forest timeline with the hashtag or just to make sure you talk to somebody rather than doing anything silly. Um, there is plenty of options out there. You know, if you also want to talk to someone in confidence, there's, you know, charities like Mind who will help you. Um, but just make sure you just talk to somebody rather than, you know, doing anything silly. I think that's um, an important message to relay um, to anybody who listens to the pod who might be struggling at this time. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.